everybody, and welcome. We are back. It's been a little bit, but we are back with College Rugby Wrap-Up. Uh, and just in time, fellas, we are back to talk some really, really crazy college rugby action going on. Uh, Zach Lanning, I'm here with uh, Josh Rescio and Colby Marshall. We got the entire crew together. Uh, we missed you guys. And Colby, you and I have been together for a bit, but Josh, welcome back. Uh, how's it going? It's nice to be back. I mean, uh, I missed it. I really did. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone. The weather is gorgeous outside. It's summer in November. It is pretty crazy. I'm up in Maine and it was like 75 degrees, you know, just outside uh, living my best life in November. It's not supposed to be that way, uh, but we'll take it as long as we can uh, and we will uh, talk about it. I think we had some good weather all over the place, uh, including some of these games we're going to talk about. We'll, we'll recap the Battle for the Midden a little bit later on as well. Uh, Josh, that you and I were involved in, that was in uh, some pretty great rugby weather as well. Um, but first, we got some non-college stuff I think we could talk about a little bit uh, besides the weather. Uh, we'll get into some of the national team stuff. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. we got a jam-packed show. we got playoffs in college and stuff too, so we'll touch on this briefly. But I do want to start uh, – we'll start with the World Cup and the Women's World Cup, guys, and just kind of get your final thoughts on how the women performed, you think, in this tournament, making the quarterfinals, uh, and obviously losing to uh, Canada in the quarterfinals, 32-11. to 11. Uh, They lost to Canada twice to end the tournament. Uh, but making it you know, out of pool play is still an accomplishment. Uh, Josh, we'll start with you. What, do you. what are your thoughts on that World Cup performance by the U.S. women? I love the group. Uh, I've loved watching the content throughout the entire World Cup. It's really disappointing that we would lose to Canada, especially being that, you know, considering them a rival and being right at our doorstep here at the United States. But um, this group has a lot of potential, and I look forward to watching them in the future. So I'll I'll take getting out of cool play as a win for me. Bobby, what about you? Yeah, it kind of stings losing to Canada, right? Twice in the same tournament. Uh, We obviously matched up with them in the group stage. And you figure going into that second matchup, it's like, okay, this is a team that we've seen before. You know, they got the better of us, beating us by two tries or three tries. But, you know, you kind of had some confidence, I think, if if you're the U.S. going into that second game, uh, just having seen that team once before. But, just couldn't get it done. Game was actually pretty close in the second half. They had him 12 to 8, uh, almost, you know, at the halftime break. But Canada was able to get another five right before the break. That was huge. So uh I think, yeah, overall, like you guys are saying, it's a good showing for the US, but definitely disappointing to lose to a rival at that stage in the tournament. Yeah, I will say those were probably the two best games uh that Canada, I mean, sorry, that the US played in those two games against Canada, all the whole World Cup. I think they should have won that first matchup against Italy, but they they were a little uh, discombobulated. I'll say I think they were still getting their stuff together, uh, but they really turned it around. I think they they played very physical against Canada. I think they had the positions sorted out with Alev Kelter, you know, at inside or outside center instead of a fullback spot, uh, allowing Tess Fury to kind of join the lineup and inject some pace into that. Uh, but Canada's just good, guys. I mean, they were like – I was blown away watching those games – just how physically imposing Canada's players are, just how big they are uh, and how, how much faster they were. I think a, a, different, a lot of different spots on the field and they, you know, they are a really, really good team. I think they should definitely be counted in, in the top five, uh, you know, in the world at this point for sure. Uh, so losing to them, we did make it close. Uh, it was pretty, it was pretty good. I, I think that, you know, I, I'm, I'm encouraged by that performance. We didn't have all of our, 
best athletes available either for the 15s World Cup because the sevens World Cup was so close to this. So I think a lot to grow, a lot of room to grow for the U.S. Uh, Canada will be a tough kind of obstacle to overcome, though, because they were just like, I mean, they were amazing. I, I was blown away watching them. Um, but yeah, any other thoughts on the World Cup overall, guys? I mean, we got the final coming up. It's going to be New Zealand v. England, which like definitely the two best teams uh, in the country, in the world right now, excuse me. And, and that should be a great game. Yeah, I mean, were you guys surprised by France blowing out Italy in the knockout rounds? It was like 39 to 3. I mean, I felt like Italy was a team that was supposed to be one of the best teams in the world. I think Italy are good, but I think I think France is definitely elite. I think France is like right below England, New Zealand when it comes to top teams. And I think Italy is still um Still a little ways away from that, uh, but I, th- I mean they're good. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I think that, that Italian side is good, um, but I, I think uh, France is like an elite elite squad, even with some of the injuries they they faced. Um, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So the separation from like the fourth best team in the world from the fifth is like pretty large, even though I, Italy are considered a top five team in the world. The separation there is pretty big, you would say. Yeah, because I mean Italy lost to Canada as well, and so I think. Um, yeah, I think there's a bit of a separation there. I would say Canada vaults ahead of Italy in those rankings at, at this point as well because they're just so dominant. Um, but you can see the difference in those teams that have professionalized, you know, their setup basically, uh, which is what the U.S. was saying they definitely have to do after this. But I mean, I guess it's going to be great if the host country can win. That's uh, and probably most. Eh, I don't know. What, what is your prediction, Zach? Where are you going to put this at? It's a really tough call. Uh, I think England is definitely like the top team in the world i don't know if they necessarily there have been a few injuries on that side uh, they they still look pretty good and new zealand uh, can make anything happen i mean they're a really dynamic side they have the home field advantage you know they're playing at home they've they historically play really well in the world cup um but i think i think england will t- i think the red roses are going to uh continue their historic winning streak i think they're going to be the winners in this one i think it'll be very close i think one score game but i think england well, let's not forget these two teams matched up in the group stages of the competition, if I'm not mistaken, with England coming away with a, a small victory, 13-7. to 7. So kind of like what we saw with USA and Canada, we'll see if England can get the double, uh, which is not easy to do, I'll still say, in a competition like this. I'm picking New Zealand. All right. Josh, how about you? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go New Zealand as well. Take the, the home crowd. Wow. So it's just me standing alone on the uh, the side of the Red Roses. I, I'm very content uh, being on that, uh, on the side of, of England in this. They're, they are very good at rugby. So uh, we'll see, though. It's going to be a great game. I think everybody should tune in. Um, that's going to be a really great culmination to what was a really, really great World Cup. Um, so we can pivot now to the Men's World Cup qualification. Uh, the team's getting ready. We're trying to fill that final spot. And the U.S. is in a battle for their lives uh, to be a part of that World Cup, guys. But a convincing first round of that repechage tournament, they beat Kenya. It's hard not to say repechage like you're Sean Connery. Do you guys feel that at all? Like, does it just naturally that, like, kind of Scottish accent come out? I don't know No, yes. (laughs) It's just a fun word. Like, you're who? I'm not familiar with the person you you reference. You know Sean Connery? Wow. (laughs) What? James Bond, right. like the most, like the best James Bond not, of all time. 
The Rock. Oh, he was like in The Rock. The old, the old James Bond. The old James Bond. Like, well, I don't know like, he, where he ranks in like the oldest one. Everyone ones, knows. Multiple. Wow. Colby, who's man. who's the James Bond that in which movie, like the the two thousands? Uh, Pierce Brosnan, probably you're talking about. Okay, so not Sean Connery. So yeah, that that guy's old. I don't know him. <laughs> well, he has, I believe, passed on. So he is no longer uh, with us. He was he was quite old. Um, God rest his soul. Yes, but he was uh, very like probably many people would say the best James Bond uh, to ever play that role. So uh, I'm sure you got good. some homework this weekend, Colby. On top of the rugby, you got to watch every Sean Connery James Bond that exists. I'm sure he was phenomenal. God rest his soul. Didn't mean any disrespect. Didn't know who the man was. <laughs> uh, well, it just it, you, yeah. He says rep. He probably would have said repressage, like I'm saying it. But anyway, we'll get back to the rugby in this. Uh, the U.S. did end up beating Kenya in that first round, uh, 68 to 14. So one step closer, guys, to qualification. Uh, you guys got any thoughts on on that? That first uh, scoreline, pretty pretty convincing win for the U.S. Josh. Did you see Christian Dreyer's Dreyer's 50-22? Uh, I did not see that exact kick, but I, I did see that he had some pretty nice ones in there. Beautiful. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. It was it was a very convincing game for how like massive Kenya is, for one. <laughs> like you would look at the game at first, you're like, this doesn't look like it's gonna go well. But the US team having to travel all the way to Dubai, I, I think they made a really good statement win. Um, I would not overlook Hong Kong. I think, you know, Hong Kong could definitely come out a lot stronger when they play the U.S. than they did um, against Portugal. So it's it's not going to be an easy road. And the fact that only one team is going to get a qualification, it, it just makes every game so exciting. But this U.S. team, I think they definitely have the heart to do it. And they definitely have the skill to get out of there with a solid, with a solid win. Especially, guys, when you have someone like the Butcher. Leading the front lines. Dylan Fawcett with a hat trick, my man. Rugby United New York legend. Balled out of his mind. Led the team uh, with three tries. Tied with Christian Dyer, I believe, as the U.S. scored 10 tries. Really impressive performance. Class, as always, was Dylan the Butcher in the post-game interview. So I'm not surprised. You know, they're going to be a tough out in the Rugby World Cup. If they decide to play in it, that is. Oh, that, yeah. this is the tournament. So I guess they have decided they are playing. They had yes, they are competing uh, for that final spot. And they, I, I was, I was a little because I, I will say though, Colby, like I know, like on that point, the roster that they put out for this game against Kenya was not necessarily like the the roster that I th- thought would be the top choice. You know, I thought it was a little bit of a a risk to you know um, throw a couple less seasoned guys or like not you guys hadn't played together so much in that in that first lineup against Kenya. Um, but it paid off for Gary Gold. I mean, they didn't start AJ McGinty in this. Uh, he didn't have Nick Savetta uh, playing second row. He's out due to injury. Um, so I think you're missing a couple of guys uh, that, that like were like, the, you know, that you'd think of as the top lineup in this. They didn't have a lot of options at eight either. They had um, Cam Dolan stepping in at lock, uh, but they – they came out and they they played really well. And Josh, like you said, they opened up a couple different aspects of offense by kicking these 50-22s that were great. Uh, that the the mall off the lineout worked beautifully for them. Uh, so I think yeah, convincing win. Maybe not even the best team that they have, 
but it shows what playing a couple games, you know, ahead of time can do for your preparation. When you get these teams together, you get these guys out with a few matches of, of lead up time before the actual match, it, it pays off on the field. So a uh, big first win, but yeah, I don't think we're out of the woods just yet guys at all. I, I, I'm a little nervous. I will say I'm still not like completely uh, confident in this team going forward. And one thing to add though, you know, the U S the U S team should not be in this tournament. No, let's, let's, let's make that clear, right? They shouldn't be here. They shouldn't be playing in this tournament fighting for the last qualification spot. They should already be qualified. So I, I do take a look at the, you know, the unusual lineup as a good chance. And you're seeing this in the sevens front as well. Like if it's time to pass the torch to some of the young guns that we have that are getting through college and playing in the MLR, let's do it because it's, it's really unacceptable that we should be playing in this final qualification tournament. We should be qualifying for the World Cup every time. Yeah, to your points, guys, we have five starters in that game against Kenya make their debut for the national team, including at the scrum half position, which is really important. Brian Reese got yeah. the nod from out of rugby ATL. So I agree. I, I like I like that they went with um an unconventional roster, young team. Uh it's exciting as a USA rugby fan, I think. And something you know, to build on. Glad that these guys got some first team reps. Only yeah, forward I, from here. Only up I from like here. it. I like the decision, Kobe. I just think when I looked at it at first, like I was in the car back from the battle for the mitten. And I was I was looking at it, Josh, and for leaving Michigan. And I was like, this is somebody and Gary Gold who's coaching that team and is you know in some ways coaching I, I think for his job. Like because if they don't qualify for this World Cup, he's not coaching the team for the next World Cup. That's for sure. So like the stones to say, let's start five brand new guys, or, you know, some unknowns here uh, in our, in our uh, single elimination tournament to get into the World Cup. I mean, that's that's a serious decision. And so you're right. Maybe it is like, hey, these these guys were not getting it done. You know, the, the, our our mainstays over the last few years are not getting it done. Let's see what the younger guys have. But I guess that he was back was against the wall. He kind of had to to do it. Now I would say maybe there's a better time to do it than single elimination do or die matches, but I guess he had to and it, and it paid off. So is he get a kudos from us guys? I call it rugby wrap up kudos to Gary Gold. We'll wait till he yet. wins the whole thing. Maybe. Yeah. He's got to win this thing. You know, kudos for qualification <laughs> wins. You got to yeah. earn those kudos. You can't just get it for being Kenya uh, in the first round. So uh, no, kudos, and, no kudos for Kenya. <laughs> no, no kudos for Kenya. Hashtag. Hashtag. Uh, very well said, both of you. Nothing more for me to add on that. We can now finally move to college rugby. The name of the show, the namesake. Uh, Josh, we can start with you. I think you have some news on uh, some playoffs here coming in the fall for the CRAA. It, it, I do, I do. The CRA Fall Classic seems to be coming back, guys. I mean, it, it was successful last year. Um, we had some cool matchups we don't get to see usually, like Ohio State versus Air Force. Um, sounds like it's coming back. We don't have the details yet, but uh, it seems like this bowl style games are here to stay. And the CRA understands that a lot of teams are playing in the fall. So December 3rd and 4th in North Carolina, um, hopefully we'll be able to help cover it as best we can. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think that should be great. That was great last year. And I, I, the CRA can't necessarily wholly abandon fall 15. So I'm glad they have some sort of foothold uh, here. And you're right. It does does allow for some really interesting uh, clashes that we don't get to see that often. Um, but uh, outside of that, guys, outside of the, that news, you know, we had some really, really interesting score lines uh, to talk about. Uh, that came out of last weekend. We missed a few weeks here. So, you know, forgive us. We're going to pass over some 
games, but I think this is still a really good time to, to be doing, be back and doing a show because we had probably, uh, this may be, I don't know if you guys were expecting that would have expected this at all. If we had had a show and picked this game, but Navy upsetting the number one team in the country army uh, this weekend, 27 to 14 uh, to continue their perfect season. They're, they're 10 and 0 now in rugby East. I mean, what, how huge is this for Navy uh, Colby, we can start with you. I mean, how how important a win is this for, for the midshipmen here in their first year as a varsity program? Well, I think it's their biggest win of the season thus far. With that being said, I don't believe that anybody within the Navy camp is too surprised by the win over Army because going into the game, going in, you know, to the past few weeks, we've been saying that Navy is arguably the best team in the country, right? Like, arguably, they could be slotted up up above army past couple of weeks before this matchup so i don't think they're surprised that they got this result now the world is on notice now everybody's paying attention now you know they've put everybody on blast they put themselves on on high alert in the the college rugby ranks so it's it's exciting times for for navy great win for them biggest one of the year yeah, I guess I wasn't surprised necessarily that they could have won, but they did win by, you know, double digits. I think that's surprising to me, Josh. I mean, what are your thoughts on, on the victory here for Navy? I don't think the score definitely told the the level of competition in the game. I, in my opinion, these are the two best teams playing in the fall right now. Um, I think they would match up against anyone, and it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, they came into the game undefeated. They came into the game kind of dominating the other competition as well. Um, so I – you can make the case that Navy is the army of last year, but up until this point, army was the one, number one team in the country. You know, they had, to, they had to have a team that was going to come in and dethrone them. And Navy was the one that did it. Um, huge win, probably the biggest win of the year for many teams so far. Um, and it's going to be even more important now that they don't, that they carry this momentum because they have a really, really tough game this weekend against St. Bonaventure who can still, for some reason, finish on top of the rugby East. So you have these two dominating teams, but by Navy winning, St. Bonaventure can still, you know, get the top spot. So huge win this weekend, but I'm sure that they are really loving the win over Army. Yeah, I think we'll we'll break down the um, the playoff ramifications of, of these wins this week because uh, there are, yeah, that that is a huge game coming up on the weekend between these two teams uh, that will kind of determine the, the playoff seeding for rugby East going forward. So yeah, they have one more week in their regular season. Uh, it is a little confusing to me also like that St. Bonaventure is NCR, but army and Navy are not NCR um, in a way. Right. I don't think they, they're not competing in that same playoff. Um, am I right to say that? It It is, it is weird. It is definitely weird. It's definitely strange. Um. Zach, we talked before the battle for the mitten with you know we had mentioned to Paul Keeler, right? How are we gonna how are we gonna figure out all this confusion all the time with NCR versus CRAA? And to be honest, no one has the answer for it. So right. we're just gonna have to deal with it until then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. We'll uh yeah, we'll keep you in, informed as well. And then if you're looking for something, you know, ahead of our episode next week on the golf rugby report, there's a great breakdown of all the possible scenarios in rugby east. Um because of that, yeah, because of how it's structured and the wins and, and you know, how the season is, has shaken out. So, um, uh, but, you know, interesting, yeah, kind of at the top of that division, um, you know, Queen's still in it. They have a shot still. 
Yeah, St. Bonaventure. They're, that's probably the top four teams, Navy, Army, St. Bonaventure, and Queens, um, with Notre Dame College and Penn State kind of duking it out uh, there at the end. But uh, we will we will get on to that. But, guys, another kind of result that could also be you, Josh, you said this was the win of the year. How about Davenport men beating life 23 to 10? Is that not the win of the year for a program? Anybody kind of beating one of those top tier programs? That's not the win of the, of the year for a team. Can you imagine being Davenport losing to life? Like, what is it? Was it 20 times? 20 30, times. I believe. Or no, however, was... they've never beaten life. Never. Competing in the Mid-South, which is un, unanimously the hardest conference in the United States. Um it's huge, but man, it's about damn time. Davenport's a varsity <laughs> sport. Dominating the Midwest can give can get recruits from anywhere, really. Um, I I I'm impressed by it. It is going to be huge for them to carry it on through there. But um, it also maybe speaks a little bit to what what is life going to look like this year. So, not as impressive as Navy beating Army, in my opinion, but still a very impressive win. Not as impressive as Navy beating Army, really. I I want to break in a twenty-year curse. I get it; they're breaking a twenty-year curse, but Davenport's a good team, right? And they destroy everyone out of the Mid South, right? And they can just never—they can never get those wins when it comes to the Mid South competition. So, if I was them, I would be pissed going into every game. I would be—you know—life's going to get Davenport's best game every time. Lindenwood's going to get Davenport's best game every time. It was only a matter of time before they finally got a win, you know. Um, so yes, I put it as less impressive. Were you more surprised that Davenport won than Navy winning? Um hard to say. Hard to say. Um I think Navy, that was a really tough when you look back to last year when they played before USA. And uh, Mari All Blacks, right, played in uh, at the Commander Stadium. I think Navy walked out of that loss feeling like they really let that one go, um, you know, and that they could have been the team to beat them last year. So uh, same part, same kind of motivation as you see with Davenport with life. I think Navy came into this game knowing that they were better than Army. Um, and I can see Davenport this year finally having that same level of confidence, knowing that they could be better than life um, and just letting things letting things come to play. So they're both great wins, but I think they're both, you know, motivation wins and both two teams that came in with more heart than the other team, just because of the situation, the circumstances. It, Davenport has been hot this fall. I mean, they beat both of the top contending teams in, in uh, the big 10, Josh. I mean, they, they beat Ohio state and Indiana. Um, they've looked really good. So yeah, I think you're right. It's just a matter of time. Uh, until they could put enough together in a game against one of these top tier programs as well. But I, I don't know. I, I like to see if they can keep it going into the spring. I mean, I don't know if life's necessarily at their, you know, their peak uh, in, in the fall 15. So, but we'll, we'll see. It, it could be a sign of things to come uh, for Davenport going forward. And maybe yeah, a little bit of a struggle for life, uh, but I thought they looked good in a couple other games um, this fall as well. So we'll see if they maybe, you know, they, they use this obviously as a learning experience uh, and they, they come out and play their best 15s in the spring. So um, but it was, I was shocked. I mean, yeah, Colby asked me that same question. I would probably say I, I gave Navy more of a chance to beat army, uh, than I would have given Davenport to be live. So probably more shocked at the Davenport result. Um, but see both sides of it. So, uh, Colby, any thoughts on that game, the Davenport life game? Just awesome. It's, it's the kind of stuff that college rugby needs storylines. 
you know, a team like Davenport breaking a 20-year curse, it's just awesome to see. Yeah, well, definitely more parity is uh, is necessary for college rugby. So, yeah, any teams that can beat uh, the the big guys, that's uh, that's good for us. So, uh, before we get into some of the playoff action, men's and women's playoff action, uh, I do want to talk about what a wonderful time uh, we had at the Battle for the Mitten tournament, uh, Michigan-Michigan State game that Josh has a big hand in, in putting together every year and started, uh, you know, back in the day a few years ago. So, uh, I hope everybody tuned into that with the Next Level Rugby production. Uh, Matt McCarthy and myself were on the call of that game. Josh was running around putting out every tiny fire or big fire that took place in, in uh, the course of the weekend. So, uh, Josh, I'll cede the floor to you if you wanted to kind of chat about how the event went and, you know, a little bit of the history of it. And uh, we can chat about, uh, you know, the battle for the mitten as an overall experience. Well, I mean, it, it, it went great. It was finally nice to have, you mentioned about good weather games, to finally have a good weather game for this game. Um, my favorite part about this event is that it highlights how much communities are willing to pitch in to help grow the sport of rugby, right? You know, it's a professional baseball stadium. It's all community driven. They understand that students are organizing the event. Um, we need more of it in the sense of the country. We need more, you know, community involvement to keep growing the sport. And it's so exciting to go back and help plan it every year because of that community involvement. Um, you know, having people like yourself and Matt come out and help. Um, it's so important for the game and it, it makes such an impact on the players that play in it. You know, Michigan State and Michigan were not the best teams in the Big Ten. It was not like some championship level game. But, you know, you see the stories that come out of it and you see the players and their experience that comes out of it. That carries down and that helps the game as a whole when it starts, you know, when you start promoting, you know, why should you come play college rugby? You know, why should you give this game a chance? Um, Michigan State has a lot of international talent that comes in, you know, every year and starts to play with the team. They go back to their home country and they talk about it as well. So I I think it was a great event. I think there's a lot to, to learn from it. I hope the Big Ten can continue doing more of them in the future. So I had a great time and I was really appreciative of your guys' help. No, it was, it was wonderful. Yeah, like you said, the stadium, Lansing Lugnuts, uh, Lansing, Michigan, hosted is a beautiful venue, uh, great crowd. Um, everything you, you want in a game like that. Uh, and it was probably the chippiest rugby game I've ever watched in my life. Uh, but <laughs> Michigan State did ultimately triumph 33-17 to 17 after a just dominant second-half scrummaging uh, where they put three tries over in quick succession with, uh, you know, just basically driving 10 meters, you know, in the scrum and Michigan kind of not having any sort of resistance or any way to stop them. Um, but it was a back-and-forth game, and there was a lot of uh, – a lot of animosity between the two teams, I will say that much, which carried over, I guess, into the football side of things as well later on that weekend, if anybody heard those stories. But um, I think uh, it was it was a wonderful time. And Colby, you were missed there too, man. We, we would love to have you out there, uh, and hopefully we can get you next next time around. Yeah, I was a little jealous when I saw you guys take that selfie. I was like, oh, man, they're taking pictures. <laughs> Got a document. without yeah. me? Uh. We should have Photoshopped you in. <laughs> There's still time. We'll, we'll try and work Colby into it. We had our nice New Orleans uh, selfie from last year's uh, playoff tournament that we went to. So this is uh, we had to, yeah selfie tradition at these um, these tournaments going forward. No, it looked like you guys did a great job with the coverage, um, as you always do. So not not surprised, not surprised. Thank you. Any other historic rivalry 
schools want to get build something around it, we're all available to help out. Josh is always free. He's got nothing else going on. So nothing else. It's a template <laughs> these days. Give me two schools. Give me a venue. I'm ready. We got Boom. This. Yeah. It's like, he's got it. You got a template down now. You're set. You got it all. You know what to do. <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned though, uh, we could move on a little quickly here that uh, Michigan, Michigan state, not necessarily the top teams in the big 10. Uh, those teams were, you know, I guess established, that weekend as well, or this past weekend, excuse me, when uh, the Big Ten playoffs started, pretty much chalk guys uh, from what we had predicted all year. Indiana beating Notre Dame 22 to 8 in one semifinal, and Ohio State beating Illinois 64 to 18. They will be matched up this weekend in the Big Ten final. Uh, guys, love to get your thoughts on, on these playoffs and your predictions. Um, Josh, we can start with you, our Big Ten, Big Ten guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think no surprise it's a repeat here. Ohio State versus Indiana for the Big Ten Championship. Um, Ohio State, you know, a big win over Illinois, but Ohio State is looking a lot really broken at this point. They're dealing with a ton of injuries um, on their side. You know, it's um, it's a testament to how good of a team they are that they're, you know, still in the final here. Um, but uh, I think this is Indiana's Indiana's championship to lose. You know, they, they lost a, they lost a close one to Ohio state the last time around when these two teams met, but um, it, it's the two best teams in the big 10. And I think it's still going to be a great game. I'm putting a little bit of the edge to Indiana to walk out of here with the win. Were you shocked that Indiana was not able to beat Notre Dame by more? I mean, 22 to eight is, you know, nothing to sneeze at, but Ohio state put up 64 in Illinois in their somewhat broken state, as you would say, are you shocked at that scoreline and against Notre Dame by Indiana? Um. Hard to say. I think Indiana, Notre Dame, and Ohio State, you know, we we talked about this in regards to, you know, women's rugby. Those top three teams are definitely in a little bit of a bracket of their own. Illinois is probably a lot farther down as the fourth team. You could have you could have probably shuffled a couple other teams into that, into that spot there. Um so no, I think I think Notre Dame, they stick in the Big Ten. I think they have a really good chance to, you know, keep keep competing at a higher level. Um, they had a tough grueling schedule this year. Um, but um yeah, no, I'm I'm not surprised by the outcomes. Bob, any thoughts on uh, Big Ten playoffs? I like Indiana to win this championship. I, I I like Indiana. I think Josh is right in regards to Ohio State and and dealing with a lot of injuries, not playing the best rugby right now. They tied to Kentucky, I believe, <laughs> in a recent game, and uh, I think Indiana's got the juice. I like Peyton Wall out on that wing for them. He was a Player of the Week. Um, in college rugby a few weeks ago, I I think they got the juice. Go Hoosiers! And they gave me a nice shirt at Mar- Made Madness. I'll never forget. So. It always comes back to the swag uh, for Colby whenever he makes his picks. But no, I'm with you guys. I think Indiana wins this one. Uh, I think Ohio State only has that one year on top there. Uh, I hope they enjoyed it last year. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy to see Notre Dame in the Big Ten as well. I think they're a great addition. Um, it'll force. Those other teams like Michigan State or Michigan to set their game up if they want to start, uh, you know, being included in these playoffs here going forward. So another good team to beat. Uh, but that is, yeah, we, we're kind of kicking off our playoff action here now. Uh, Colby, we can go to you to kind of recap here. We had the Liberty Conference playoffs finish up this past weekend uh, with, I don't know, were you surprised by uh, Brown kind of retaining the Liberty Conference title here, Colby? Not at all. I won't lie to you. The, Brown has been the best team in Liberty Conference for a while now uh once we got underway and you know they beat AIC comfortably 33 to 14 in the final 
as much as I'd like to see my gills in that championship, Brown are very well deserving for lifting of lifting that trophy. And uh, you know, Fairfield's a good side that took third, beating Dartmouth by a large sum, 51-29. So definitely hats off to Brown. They played, had a, another great year, a great season, definitely deserved the title. I will say that was probably the most shocking result to me. Uh, not so much Brown over AIC, 33 to 14, but the Fairfield just blew Dartmouth away in the third place game, 51 to 29. Uh, mm. What a season for Fairfield. They they had high expectations opening up with that historic win over Iona, um, but they, you know, they had struggled a little bit later in the year, but to come back and, and take third place that emphatically, I mean, I was very impressed by that win uh, by the stag. So, so that, I think that deserves a kudos to Fairfield for a great season in, in Liberty conference here. And, and hopefully many more good things to come from that side. Definitely. Definitely. And yeah, I got to catch up with Fairfield's head coach earlier this year, Austin Ryan, and what a great job he's done with those guys. Uh, what an effort they put in at Mizella field, obviously. And then they follow that up with another, uh, just finished the season really strong and, had another great win right after to show that wasn't a fluke. So, I mean, I like them a lot. I think they're going to be here to stay. They got some young guys that uh, are going to stick around. So I'm looking forward to following them next year. And I think they definitely wanted that third place match more than Dartmouth. So, you know, kudos to them for sure. Yeah, they uh, fell to, Fair to AIC, Fairfield did in the semis, 35 to 26. Dartmouth lost to Brown, 45-13. Josh, any thoughts on Liberty Conference here wrapping up? Uh, I, I mean, I I was sad to see Iona, you know, take fifth after as much as as much coverage we give them in the year. But uh, <laughs> I just had to say I was shocked that I was giving Colby a lot of credit for not even bringing it up. Like, but they they won a good game against Nazareth. Like, I didn't expect them to beat Nazareth. I think Nazareth is a very good team. So I would I would say congrats, to Iona. Fifth place is probably a decent uh, decent finish for the year they've had. I would say so. It's disappointing because, you know, we don't want to finish. After winning it last year, finishing fifth is a bit of a letdown, but it is, it is I guess, a nice win. You could call it a nice a nice win. That's our trademark segment sponsored by Iona. So <laughs> we have to mention them at least once in every single episode. Uh we we almost made it through. I mean, if they, they won the game, if they yeah, had just, won, we wouldn't have brought teed it up. It up. You just set it up. <laughs> he really did. I had <laughs> no, to. I mean, that's, it's on the sponsorship card. It's, we have a contract <laughs> obligation to bring them up in every episode. <laughs> but it wasn't Colby. Meanwhile, we're getting, we're getting heat from 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 freaking Twitter Twitter people, Twitter, Twitter trolls. That's what I'm trying to say for talking about Iona too much. But okay, fine. I'll talk about him again. <laughs> oh gales now you get a whole off season now we won't talk about them at all until the spring so i'm gonna make a that. whole podcast around the iona gales <laughs> the off season i'm gonna that would be pretty good i'd be into that um uh but we will we sadly have to move on from iona uh and the liberty conference as well uh this one is a this is the the college rugby wrap-up bowl that we i'm sad we didn't get to preview uh but this game uh wheeling taking on adrian for the kind of last or one of the last few spots in the NCR playoffs uh, and Wheeling coming out on top 31, 22 over Adrian, two teams that we both love guys. Uh, give me your thoughts on, on that game. And, and now Wheeling, what do you think they might be able to do going forward in the NCR playoffs? Colby, we could start with you on that one. Yeah. Wheeling's a team. We 
sort of have this love affair with uh, after watching them in May Madness. They're so fun. They're so they great. are. They're they're a fun team. Very athletic. Got a lot of playmakers out there. Um, Ayub Jolly with the big game, eighteen points to his name. Had a few conversions. I I, I like them a lot. And you know this is that, that was a good game. It seemed like I didn't get to watch it, but from the score line, you know, two teams that had relatively good season. It seemed like it was a pretty good game. And uh, we want more Wheeling. What what can I say? More Wheeling. Yeah, pump that Wheeling's going forward. Josh, probably happy for you to see the team that pounded Michigan State into the dust earlier. Adrian kind of have a uh, a not-so-glorious exit here from the playoffs. Not-so-glorious exit, but I will also ride the Wheeling train. I think there's a lot of momentum to carry from a win like this. Um, speaking to Adrian again, still their second year of, of existence here. So <laughs> the fact that they're competing at this level already is impressive. Great to come from them. But um, – I'm a Wheeling fan right now, and I feel like um, I feel like they can really make an impact come the NCR playoffs, depending on who they have the matchup with first. Naira postseason is set. Uh, National Intercollegiate Rugby Association. We'll see four teams vie for that top spot. Dartmouth, the returning champs from last year, will take on Quinnipiac, the fourth seed, uh, which I think is a pretty much a foregone conclusion in that one. Dartmouth had another great year, undefeated year. Uh, even after losing Emily Henrik and a couple other key players, they still have a few really solid uh, players on that squad. The other game I think is the more interesting game. Uh, that will be the two-seed Harvard versus the three-seed Army. Army beat Harvard in a very close game uh, recently, I believe a week ago. Uh, they kind of ended on with a couple of missed kicks, and Army made the one kick to kind of give them the victory. Uh, so that should be a very interesting matchup there. But, guys, give me your thoughts here on our final four teams in Naira D1. Uh, Joshua, we can start with you. What are your thoughts on the semifinal matchups, and who do you think comes away with the whole thing when all said and done? I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the Harvard train on this one. Um, I know you know when people think about schools in Boston, they don't usually think about Harvard, um, obviously for obvious reasons. But um, I I think that they have uh, they have a great chance, and um, you know uh, I'm I'm just gonna roll with them on this one. It's a good matchup, I think, but. Uh, yeah, I'm a Harvard fan now. So Harvard over Army and Harvard over Dartmouth, you're saying like they win the entire. Thing. I'm rolling with them. Lock it in. Lock wow. me in. Well, don't make it my locked in pick, but I'm rolling with Harvard, and I'll I'll eat my words next week if uh, <laughs> if I'm wrong. Rolling with Harvard, Colby. You rolling with Harvard, or who you, who you got in this? I I'm rolling with Harvard as well. I can't roll with Army in any uh, way, shape, or form. Look at that school that I went to. So. They got to ruin Harvard. Begin. Let's go Ivy League. <laughs> Bring it home. I couldn't get in, but I can support as a fan. <laughs> we're not. We're not salty. <laughs> I don't know. I um, I like I like Army actually to beat Harvard in this first match. I might even make this my lock it up, guys. Later on, a little foreshadowing in the upset. But I do like Dartmouth to win the entire thing. So I think I'm definitely going to come out on top of this one. I would pick Dartmouth, but uh, I went on a date with someone that went to Dartmouth. I didn't get a second date, so I can't root for Dartmouth. Dartmouth wow, is, okay. It's, a, it's yeah. a bad, it's in a bad, uh, <laughs> bad headspace. You're Cutting edge mistake. analysis here on college rugby wrap-up. Um, this Your is, first uh, mistake was dating someone from Dartmouth. They, uh, they, just, they, they seem really weird over there. I don't know what goes on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come out of Dartmouth. <laughs> now we've now we've no no no. Wait, I was talking about Dartmouth. 
Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, okay. We've angered an entire fan base because we all weird. One of the most like historically successful rugby programs in the nation. Uh, rugby alumni all over the rugby world. They're great. They're amazing. <laughs> They're extremely fun to watch. Just a little. I don't know what. I don't know what it is. Like, it's because they have like, the weird semester setup. Like it's not this the the two semesters. They have the what like the quadmester or some weird like trimester they do. They're just robotic. They're like robots. <laughs> Coach is digging himself an even deeper hole in this one. Yeah, you can I don't know. Conversation on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I Jack Swords, a Holy Cross guy from last year, is at Dartmouth currently playing on that team. So I can't say a bad word about Dartmouth. Uh, <laughs> not the women's side of things, the men's side. But uh, either either way, I think they are very good. Uh, and I think uh, I think the women's team definitely they they go for back to back here and they win. Um, All right. Well, that was uh, Naira guys. Obviously, National Intercollegiate Rugby Association uh, to talk about the NCR women's playoffs. Though uh, we actually have Matt McCarthy, special contributing correspondent here to College Rugby Wrap Up, uh, who sat down for an interview uh, with an NCR official, Angela Smarto. Uh, we're gonna ha- pass it over to Matt now to take it away. All right, we are back, and we are back on the College Rugby Wrap Up with Angela Smarto of National Collegiate Rugby, the NCR. Angela, welcome. Hey, Matt, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, so, Angela, we got a lot going on on the women's front in NCR, including the road to Houston, right? Yes, we are starting our pathway to a national championship starting this weekend in several locations, uh, continuing next weekend, and then all end in Houston, Texas on December 3rd and 4th, and we'll have uh, three new national champions, and we will be also instituting a bowl matchup as well for the first time on the women's side. All right. Very cool. Some history being made. So you got as, as, as per divisions, you've got small college D two and D one, you got stuff happening in each one of those, some news, right? So why don't you, why don't you fill us in on that? Sure. We'll start with small college. So small college, we are going to start our pathway to the national championship this weekend. We'll have four regional events and each weekend, each weekend site will have four teams. So we have a full pool of 16 of small colleges from across the country. Um, they'll play Saturday and Sunday into the quarterfinals. If you win twice, then you get to go to Houston and represent your school uh, going for a national championship. So we'll have a East, South, Midwest, and West all competing this weekend with champions crowned on Sunday. So, all right, so they're playing two games in a weekend, potentially. Yes. Yes. How you many minute halves? Full matches. Ooh, <laughs> that's a lot of rugby. Yeah. So teams, um, teams with the depth, um, tend to advance far in this tournament because you are playing back to back days. So teams with larger rosters, um, like a SUNY Cortland, an Endicott, um, maybe even a Baldwin Wallace or Northern Michigan. Uh, University of Chicago, you have to have some legs and some fitness to survive the two-day weekends, which a lot of teams don't do anymore at all. So it's like a brand new experience for them anyway, is playing day two rugby. Um, So uh, it is a lot to prepare for physically for these teams. But uh, we should have some really, really exciting matchups on both Saturday and Sunday games um, from our winners. All right. So that... I kind of interrupted you there, but how about the D2? Okay, so, yeah, each division has a slightly different structure. um, And we do that because 
trying to jam everybody into the same thing doesn't always work because each division yeah. and the schools, we have different geography, we have different wants and different needs. So we do our best to try to accommodate uh, all of the divisions and kind of what that what works best for them. So our division two, um, they are going to play one national quarterfinal match this weekend. So we'll have eight teams playing four games. They're all playing on Saturday, the 12th. And if they move and if they win, they'll move on to nationals and they'll play a semifinal and a final while they're at Houston. So we've eliminated that round of 16 for the division two. Copy that. So it's, so you, you've whittled it down or you've made it a little bit uh, more, more, um, I don't want to say I don't want to say easier because there's nothing easy about getting getting to Houston through these brackets. None of it's none not of playing two games, games in one weekend, through. though. Right, they'll have to. Right, so what we we did have a originally I had a further expanded field, um, but once you really start to part of playoffs is that it's hard to get into. We have really good teams not playing this weekend, yeah, because they didn't win their championship or. You know, they lost a tight one with whoever is representing their conference. So instead of expanding a field just to, we do have really good teams that aren't going to be there, but playoffs is supposed to be high stakes. Yeah, It's supposed to be really competitive and hard to get into. Yeah. So um, by keeping a small field, we'll, these matches, these quarterfinal matches on Saturday, I'm anticipating to be very competitive. They should be very tight races. I don't really anticipate huge lopsided scores. And that's what we're ultimately trying to avoid in all of our competitions is how do we get competitive matches in every round of playoffs? That's how we'll measure if our competition is balanced correctly. Right. You don't want everybody going to the playoffs. I mean, it's a special thing to qualify. So that, that, that kind of walks us into, give us the D1 situation. So division one, um, we do have a round of eight, but we are going to have um, a play in. So we'll have 10 teams total. We're going to have two matches. We have an East division and a West division, and we will have two play-ins this weekend. And then they will advance to, we will have combined. They're going to play along with our men's competition, which starts their official playoff rounds uh, the following weekend, uh, November 18th through the 20th. So we're going to start with two play-ins. Uh, we had some really competitive at-larges. We also have some teams that are, they're good rugby clubs. So we have like Clemson, for example, they're a good rugby club, but they're a little isolated in the South. So they don't always get enough D1 tests before they advance to playoffs. So to give them a pathway, we've added um, a play-in match for a number two seed, Kent State, Ohio, who also has a strong record. Um, and but that way, if Clemson wants in, we need to test them against another Division One opponent uh, before they can enter uh, the national quarterfinal round. That sounds fair. And I'm also looking at your 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 Western regionals. You also have Michigan State versus Iowa State for the right to play Michigan, right? Right. So um, we had some. Uh, both divisions, so the Midwest Conference, where the Iowa State has come from, and Big Ten, which is where Michigan State is, um, they put in for at-larges and said, you know, we play competitive schedules. We have good rugby clubs. If there's any way to get into playoffs, we want to put in more teams than we're automatically qualified for. So um, it's too close for me to call and say, I don't really know which one of these teams is better just by looking at paper. So, like, you're going to meet in the middle, and you're going to play, and we're going to all find out together. So um, Iowa State, they have 
they had a really, really close game with their conference champion, University of Northern Iowa, early in the season. And that's the game that keeping them out of automatic qualification. Um, but they have grown their roster. They have over 35 girls on their roster. Um, and they are very hungry to get into a playoff experience. Michigan State, they play in a really difficult conference. Um, they're playing Michigan regularly. Um, they've played Iowa. They play really tough teams. And, like, they can come out as an at-large and say, like, hey, like, we play good rugby, and we deserve one more chance to get into the national rounds. So uh, the both of those play-in matches on the East and West are happening this weekend on Saturday the 12th. So once those two games happen, we'll have our full Division One picture, which will begin the next week. And I'm noticing the state of Iowa is well represented because you got Northern Iowa. Uh, you've got Northern Iowa also playing in the other West Regional against Southern uh, Nazarene. Yes, Southern Nazarene is a new school-supported program coming out of Oklahoma, and they really shook things up. So. Um, we added the Lone Star Division to uh, our fall competitions this fall. So that's teams out of Texas and Oklahoma. And they had an undefeated regular season. And they did uh, the new coach there, Alec, Eric, excuse me, Eric Gillian. He did a phenomenal job of not only recruiting on campus, but he does have some freshman recruits that are coming just to play rugby. And they have gotten better every single week. And it was great because the just the way that their season uh, arced is they got to play their best matches at the end against Texas A&M, which has been a playoff competitive team in their history. Um, but they edged them twice. So then they're able to advance in a, as a first-year program, advancing to a national qualifier round in their first cool year. Stuff. And they're really, yeah, they have some young kids who are really good and they're well-coached. Um, uh, their home matches are live streamed. You can go to check those out if you want to check out more about their program. Cool. Um, but I did watch some of the uh, clips of a lot of their games and I'm excited to see their system and see if they can shake up, shake up uh, some of the names we're used to hearing your Michigans and you and I, and, you know, Clemson and such. So I want to see where they fit in um, as they continue to climb the ladder. Right. You've also, I, I, I've brought up the fact that I, I, the state of Iowa is well represented. Well represented. Uh, you have Iowa playing Colgate in the East as well, right? So you've got yeah, you've got Iowa State and Northern Iowa playing in the Western, and then you've got Iowa in the Eastern. And I'm not going to bring up Colgate because they eliminated my University of Buffalo. They relegated, <laughs> I, I should say. <laughs> the men's program, uh, University of Buffalo. So I'm rooting for Iowa in that one. Well, I'll have to tell their coach, Kathleen. Yeah, so when we were... Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. You know, uh, if we call Dave Chapman right now, I think he would be okay with his men's program and their win. Um, but uh, he's, total, he's totally fine with it. And it, he, he makes it tough for me to root against Colgate because he's a good guy. And... He is. Yeah, he's a great uh, director of rugby up there. But um, building out the um, the East and West divisions, it's a little bit based on geography, but like I said before, competition balance is really important to me. And it just so happens that we wanted to give um, an automatic seed to the Big Ten in each division because they have such a strong schedule. We think that that was earned to them. Um, but it just kind of panned out that 
Iowa got, they were the number two seed and we had put them in the East and that's just how it is. And they got on it Earl and I spoke with their coach and they said, we're committed. We're going, you know, they're like, whatever it takes, like, we're going to make it happen. Um, so once everything was super official, official for them, um, I spoke with them in the way that we did the schedule for the weekend. We tried to accommodate, like giving them the latest start on Friday because they're flying in and then giving them the earliest start possible to make sure that they don't have to travel. That doesn't have to be a stressor for them for the weekend, hopefully. Um, But they're like, yeah, whatever it takes to go and play, like they're going to make it happen for them. That's excellent. That's excellent. All right. So before you go, I want you to give me the three best teams. In D1. The three best teams in D1. You're really putting me on the spot here. Yes, that's um, what we do well, here on the college rugby wrap up. I know. I know. Well, I think Notre Dame College is the front runner and they have been all the season. Um, once they get into playoffs, they will be playing more difficult rugby. They have been seeking out uh, more varsity school supported programs to give them more challenges. But Let's see how they do in more time, you know, more compressed environments. All right, you have 30 seconds, Angela. Let's rifle through this. Okay, Notre Dame College is one of them. I won't say if they're one or two or three, but Notre Dame College is a top three. Uh, The University of Michigan is a top three. And I think my... This is for the right to play for the new car. Go ahead. I think my dark horse for the number three is I think, I think Southern Nazarene it has the speed, has some young speed and talent. And I think it'll be, a, that to me is a game I'm really watching. Cause I'm really curious in the first round, Southern Nazarene versus university of Northern Iowa. I am friends with both coaches. So I think they can both respect. That's a game I want well, to know will, what happens. You will like, be until after they see this or hear this. Uh, well, you know, I want to see what happens in that game. Whoever wins that game is a top three team because right. that's, well, I you, think that's. You kind of answered and dodged it a little bit. Well done. Well done. But Angela, Ooh. thanks for all the stuff that you're doing for college rugby on the NCR scene and elsewhere. It's great that the game is growing the way it is. Well, thanks so much for having me. And if you ever want to talk about college women's rugby, you can call me up anytime. Bingo. On that note, thank you, Angela Smarto, on this special segment of the College Rugby Wrap-Up. So, guys, games to watch for this weekend. Some really, really exciting matchups, I think. Uh, we, we obviously talked about two of them, guys. I want to hear your thoughts on, you know, you got Navy-St. Bonaventure, a huge clash in Rugby East, and Ohio State-Indiana in that Big Ten final. Uh, give me your, give me your guys predictions. Um, you know, what are you excited to see in, in those games? Uh, Josh, we started you on that. So Navy's going to have to have as great of a performance as they did against army here in the St. Bonaventure game. I do see Navy coming out with the win, you know, finishing the job, um, and moving to 11 and 0, which is really impressive for a fall season. Um, and then lastly for Ohio state, Indiana, which I am going to make my lock of the week. I know we'll talk about this later. Um, I'm taking Indiana over Ohio State in the Big Ten Finals. So, um, all my lock of the week. Got to get back into the. Got to get back in above 500 in my picks. So, really exciting weekend. That's for sure. Wow, big big pick there. Going with the uh, 
the favorite to try and yeah secure that that win. Uh, I don't know how long we'll do this. We'll figure something out. Maybe we can pick. What we'll do, I think, we'll supplement our picks with like tournament picks. We'll see. We'll do brackets, whatever. But that's for down the road. Uh, Chloe, what are your thoughts there on those two big games, and then any other games you guys can think that people might want to watch uh, on the weekend? As much as I'd like to go Bonaventure, just because Josh picked Navy, and I you know need to catch up here in the standings. I I gotta go with Navy. Um, I, I think if there is one team that's going to knock them off right now, I think it would be the Bonnies. So I think this is a perfect final that we have, but Navy are just playing the best, I think, better rugby right now this year and are going to come away with the victory. And then I like Indiana over Ohio State for the Big Ten final. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll make it uh, unanimous on that. I, I think Navy – just uh, the, the top team this year, they proved it again and again and again. I, I like the Bonnies. I like Tui Osborne. I don't I don't think they have uh, enough to, to win this one. Um, I think they'll definitely make some noise in the NCR playoffs, but I think Navy uh, ends in an unbeaten season, 11-0. Uh, I like that game. And then, yeah, I'll take Indiana as well in that Big Ten final. Um, uh, so, Colby, give me your lock of the week then if you're not taking either of those games. Did you decide that already, or where are you at on that pick? I, I'm taking Navy and Indiana. Oh, oh, so my lock it up pick. Yeah, you could just pick. Yeah, Josh taking Indiana's his. You want to take Navy as yours? That were Navy's. My, yeah, I'll take Navy as my lock it up pick. All right, all right, Bonnie's. Very cool. You guys are going uh, chalk there. I'm going to take Army over Harvard on the women's side with that. Uh, my upset pick there. I have a little leeway because uh. I'm four and two right now, leading the pack. So I'm going to risk a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh. <laughs> You will uh, this day, Zach Landing. We'll see. We'll see. I, I like what Army uh, offers. I like what they bring to the table in that uh, that Naira division there. So, um, but so yeah, that was a four and two because uh, Holy Cross beat Middlebury a couple weeks ago, who I picked. Uh, Josh fell to three and three because our last episode with Matt, he picked University of Buffalo to beat Nazareth uh, for you, Josh, and that did not happen. Uh, Colby, you are now two and four. You had Penn State upsetting Army uh, as uh, a couple weeks ago, which did not happen. It was at Navy a couple weeks later who did the deed. Uh, so we're all pretty close, though, separated by pretty much a game or two uh, here. So it's anybody's anybody's lock it up tournament. Uh, I think I get the tiebreaker if you lose this week, by the way, because Matt picked my pick on Buffalo. <laughs> you did have a guest pick, but only because you did you weren't on two shows. So that's that, true. Should I be punished for that, or you know, you let Matt come on here and so you, you so you want a reward for not showing up? Is that what I'm here. <laughs> I'm not calling a reward, but would you <laughs> pick Buffalo over Nazareth? That, no, but no. so Colby and I just if we don't show up next episode, then and you have to do it on your own. Do we then get the tiebreaker? Exactly. Maybe it's like <laughs> it's like it's like you're it's like you tanked. For the for the better pick, hmm. right? You're tanking for Victor Wembanyama right now in the NBA, Josh. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a bad move if you think about it. But find <laughs> <laughs> the spirit of the game, Colby. I'm with you, Colby, on this. Josh is. Uh, we'll see. We'll talk to the competition committee about it. Um, but anyway, those are our picks. Uh, we got our last segment too that you created, Josh, uh, and I've had some fun with. I picked a few games here, um, but our. A fun official, maybe Colby wanted to call it uh, what, the Molly Wop segment here. Colby, is that what we wanted? That's what, yeah. That that was a uh, option. Uh, so we'll, I think we'll go with that. We'll go, yeah. Molly Wop segment. A uh, couple 
options from this week or a couple weeks ago and then uh, two weeks ago before that. Davenport, 118 over New Haven on the women's side of things. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty big one. Um, then one of my favorites I've ever seen, I think, happened a couple weeks ago, and that was the UNI men's team who beat the University of Illinois Chicago 141 to zero, guys. That's mm. something. Uh, that is something else. I'm amazed we've kept this segment going. Uh, I'm proud of you for keeping it going in my in my absence, but we're gonna get some beef on Twitter one day as we're as we're mentioning these games. But <laughs> that's the best kind of segment, you know. You got to stir stir the pot sometimes, and uh, I think uh, I I have had fun seeing these on Twitter. I would say it's kudos to the teams for being able to score 140 points every week. I didn't think we'd find nothing. one. That's insane. I mean, what would they have? 15 Maggie Burns out there on the field? <laughs> Seems like it. Yeah, they must have had uh some some athletes. I mean, that's like that felt that feels personal to me. A lot of these feel really personal. Like you don't put up 141 points uh, for no like just you for somebody you don't care about. Like there was that, no that's no subbing in that game. No subbing. It was a, a side the entire way. <laughs> yeah, that is uh that's a beat down. So I, I am happy for teams. Again, send us your score. If your team really destroyed somebody on a week, uh, put up over 100 points, had the shutout, send it our way uh, at College RWU or our personal Twitter handles. You can find us out there. Uh, and, yeah, send us anything you got. If your team has a great game, any information, we'd love to chat about it. We love talking all things college rugby. That is all we have for this week, though, guys. I mean, what a jam-packed episode. That's what happens when you miss a couple weeks. I think you have a lot to talk about. But uh, I had a lot of fun. Hope you guys did, too. Uh, Any final thoughts here before we wrap things up? Josh, we can start with you. Well, you know, I got to go and get my level one coach certification finally. So, you know, in addition to all this work we want to do outside and covering rugby, you know what? I'm I'm open for hiring. Let me – there's, there's, you know, I don't have anything else going on, clearly. So <laughs> bring on the more work. Uh, but uh, great, great time going out there. You learn a lot in those certification courses. So it's a tough, tough course. It's actually, a, uh, it's a pretty tough course. You know, it really tests your, your knowledge of the game. You know, you can't you met, you yeah. yeah, but it was fun. I loved it. It was a great time. Great time. Nice. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats, Josh. Uh, Colby, you coach certified? You anything certified? Uh, not not yet. Although I have been considering coaching lately, and not not just rugby, but other sports. Whoa, haven't made okay. moves on it yet. I actually, technically, I am a coach. With what I do. That's right. You're a fitness coach. I've I've considered it. I have. Any final thoughts on uh, on anything we talked about today? My only certification is in taking those ankles on the rugby field. <laughs> I think you have to re up that though, Colby. You may not be certified anymore. I don't know if you still. Oh, got you're it. right. You're right. It's been a few <laughs> years. It's been a few years. <laughs> we have to uh, one day just do that combine thing, Colby. We've always talked about. It. We'll get our pitch. <laughs> you and me. We we'll gotta settle this. Uh, this be the internal beef we have. It's gonna be like Rocky and Apollo. Uh, I don't think I'm either Rocky or Paul. I don't even know who I would be in a Rocky movie. Uh, Maybe the trainer, like the really old, gnarly trainer. Uh, But yeah, we'll get that going. You guys will prepare for that. Uh, But thanks for tuning in this week. I really appreciate it. Uh, We're back. We'll be back throughout the playoffs, throughout the end of year tournaments, throughout all the winter things and into the spring, guys. So we are not 
done by far. We got a lot of college rugby left. Uh, it's good. Glad we get both of you on the pod here. It's good to have the whole gang together. Uh, kudos to everybody tuning in. Uh, and we will uh, see you next week. Colby, why don't you take us out, man? Why don't you sing us out again? C-I-W-U is the college rugby wrap-up. Hey, hey.